that's so much better. Yeah, uh, I guess the software uh, that I used to do the live stream uh, updated itself and, uh, you know, things would work before and of course they don't want to work afterwards so hey enough let's get into the show i'm andre russo and you are watching and listening to the rc after hours podcast number 88 and yes it has been a while and as i was saying at the beginning when my microphone wasn't working that's 2021 uh unfortunately and that's just how this year is cooked out for for me and a lot of people but um there's some positivity around the corner and today's episode this afternoon's episode this episode number 88 is about prepping for flight fest 2021 and there's some lucky folks i am supremely jealous but uh, i thought i'd uh, call up my guest today and this is mr joshua orchard we've had him on the show before it's actually been over a year um so that was my bad because we were supposed to follow up on some of your (laughs) uh liquid or uh, 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 wet uh, flying experiences. So, um, yeah, it's... um. Hi, Joshua. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. <laughs> there we go. Good. His audio worked. I wasn't sure. I had a moment of uh, fear. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, Joshua's on a whole new adventure, and so I figured I would pull him in because uh, he is going to Flight Fest, and this year he's got a couple new tricks up his sleeve. It's nothing new to a lot of people, but it might be new to a lot of uh, listeners who are more in the budget end of the hobby, and, and so it's been pretty cool to see some of it go through. So, uh, Joshua, what's what's the new piece of equipment that you get to enjoy for your hobby? Well, uh First, thanks for having me on. Uh, I was I was excited to come in and, and, and talk with you again. Uh, I miss you. Uh, I miss <laughs> you like a brother. Seriously, it's. Thanks, uh, I, I look forward to seeing you again. But uh, so my new my new toy is a, a five foot by eight foot enclosed trailer. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and it sounds so trivial, but it, it is a life changer, isn't it? It is a hobby changer. Yeah, no, it, you're you're absolutely right. Like there's a there's a sense of of independence and self sufficiency when you go to an event that it, it, it's kind of a liberating experience. Um, I mean, not not to say that you know getting out of the house and going and doing things at at an event isn't liberating enough, but you, you know being able to to have a place that you can call like your home base and, and to, you know take take more or less an extension of your own home or even your workshop uh, and, and bring it along with you. It, it just, it helps things to go a little bit more smoothly. Uh, I, I, in my experience so far, again, I'm pretty new with it. Um, one of the things I want to actually touch base on it, cause I used to uh, do my vintage racing and so on. And um, have you, have you experienced like the, Oh, I have the tool in the shop and the tool in the trailer problem yet. No, so that, that's a great question. I, I, so when I thought long and hard about this project, I, 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 I have a number of club members that have trailers for this uh, sort of thing, as well as you know going to events and seeing other people and and what they do, and I made a conscious effort to designate my trailer as a mobile hangar and not a mobile workshop or a mobile workshop hanger slash, you know, 
place to sleep. Uh, you know, it's not it's not a a, a camper. Uh, it has no amenities for for living accommodations or anything like that. It is it is strip, strictly a trailer for moving airplanes from one location to another and and be like a home base for all of those airplanes. Cool. Um, one of the one of the benefits and one of the reasons we're talking about prepping for Flight Fest is. Ohio has an element of random weather, random, yeah. random, right? You can count on <laughs> yeah, it every it, it, single yeah. year. No, I think we might have had one year where we didn't have random weather. But yeah. <laughs> is this is this going to be your new advantage where, you know, you can uh, like can you actually, you know, fortify yourself with this thing and just, you know, one, store the aircraft and equipment safely and two, sleep in it if you have to? Yes. Uh, so that so that was that was sort of the intent. Uh, keep, keeping in mind all of the fun experiences we've had with flooded tents or tents blowing away or airplanes blowing away in flooded tents. <laughs> we, we, we've had a lot of fun adventures uh, with the weather at, at Ohio, but uh, with, with the trailer. It's 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 a kind of a trailer. I I haven't modified it yet to the point where I can shut myself inside uh, so it is strictly something where i can take all of the critical equipment uh things like that and just quickly push them into the trailer and leave them be and shut them in and it'll be secured through the storm or whatever and take them out when i need to um so in terms of me getting inside of it no uh i could i do need a special kind of a latch system for the side door and that was one of the the prerequisites that i had was i wanted a side door even though the trailer is quite small it's just helpful for loading things in and out of yeah. the trailer to have a side door uh it 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 just is. <laughs> I, I've seen far too many large planes or, or camping gear or what have you. Um, it's just difficult to load things from back to front um, or, or front to back, I guess, in this case. And it just made sense for me to, to make it a, a place for now that is just for putting equipment. I mean, I can get wet. Uh, I, I can dry out. But some of my airplanes, they it's going to yeah. be a little bit more tricky if they get wet. Uh, same thing with like equipment and things like that. It's tools. I've had tools go rusty because of <laughs> being in the rain in, in Ohio. <laughs> that, that, uh, that Harbor freight warranty is used sometimes when that happens. Yeah. But, no, you know. <laughs> no kidding. So, um, do you, so, so for logistic wise, do you roll all your gear in and out of the, the, uh, the trailer? Like when you, when you're back at home base or is this now like a fixture of your environment? Right, so I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to keep my trailer at my club field. Um, oh, nice. our club field is on a, a piece of private property and so it's just parked there all the time. So what's nice is I don't have to take airplanes necessarily to and from the field anymore. I have a few staples that I fly pretty consistently and they just stay in the trailer it's all locked up um but the advantage is with my trailer uh, i have a solar charging rig uh, so with the solar on the roof and the battery inside i never have to worry about charging anything and the reason i decided to go with that is that the cost of the solar system 
was a, about the same as a as a gas generator, but I don't have to buy the gas. I don't have to buy a gas can. I don't have to worry about a gas can tipping over. I don't have to worry about a generator sliding around and crushing a model inside the trailer. Uh, I don't have to worry about oil changes. I don't have to worry about noise or curfew. Yeah, you know all of these things that I yeah. just I don't even have to worry about and. Uh, I took I took the uh, took the trailer on a test drive to uh, Edgewater for Memorial Day weekend, and you know I had four guys, uh, me in- included in that, and we were charging packs and flying all day long, and it was a cloudy day, and we didn't get that battery below eighty three percent. Yeah, it was pretty so, great. So you got that's just one battery. One. You've battery, got not, uh, not so you've got a charge or your inverter system and then a mean uh, what like a marine pack or something like that to to it's 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 not a marine battery it's an AGM battery the reason I decided to go with an AGM battery is that they're completely sealed I don't have to worry about it spilling or you know expansion or contraction of the liquid inside it's it's just one self-contained unit and I just set it and forget it. Um, it's you know you have you have to be a little bit more careful about discharging it too low, but yeah. again you know I, for the most part I'm I'm not anticipating this going below thirty percent uh, in, in any given one day, um, especially since I'm not like running any major appliances like a, a, a fan or, or an air conditioner or anything like that. You know? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, and 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 at that point you can probably look into separate systems, but this is just your operational. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like in terms of a home base, like that's why I don't have any tools or anything in it because it's not meant to be a workshop. Gotcha. So if I have to do repairs, I'm doing repairs at home in my workshop. Now, the advantage I have is that I have foldable shelves inside. And so I can fold down a shelf on one side and make the other side a workbench to make an at event repair. It's it's a good makeshift repair bench. But again, I'm going to be bringing those tools with me, those bare essential tools, uh, if it's if it's going to require any more of an extension, extensive repair that I'm going to just bring it home. Yeah, well, this is it. This is it. Like I'm at the point in in, in the, the hobby and the fleet and everything that I'm like, ah, oh, it's down. Fine. Yeah. There there are times there are yeah. planes too that it's like, oh, I've broken a prop. I can't be bothered. I'm going to grab another yeah. plane and just keep going. Right. Yeah. And, no, exactly. And, you know, I know. I went to a Warbird event uh, a couple weeks ago and it was a great event and uh, the the field beautiful facility right outside of of Gettysburg right off of the Gettysburg um, National Battlefield and. I they, they have a little hump in the middle of their runway that I forgot about. I just forgot about. And I was landing my P-47, and uh, I hit this bump right as I touched down for landing. And I just forgot about it. So it hit kind of hard, and it ripped one of the landing gear door off. And it wasn't a big deal, but I wanted to make sure I did a thorough inspection. Now, I could have, I could have in retrospect, just gone and flown it again. It would have been fine. But I at, at the same time, you, you make those calls as they come. But, you know... Having the ability to make repairs on the fly, it's a nice perk. But again, I didn't want a permanent solution, you know, where I'm having to stack tools or have duplicate of tools or things like that. It's just, it's not, I, I, I don't need that. I have tools and yep. you know, I, I like my, I like my workshop. That's, that's my home base. Yeah. And, and, and so that comes back to, to one of the questions was like, you know, uh, that I had in my notes was, you know, if you're doing anything, especially at Flight Fest, will you be in a build tent or would you be in a trailer? And I think you've just answered that question. 
um, you know, yeah. hit the build yeah, tent if I, and find yeah, a spot. If I, would, if I was going to be doing a, a, a full-on build, I would be in a build <laughs> tent for sure. Uh, mm. There's a lot more people there to interact with and have a lot more fun, number one. But number two, there's a lot more resources there. Uh, people may have tools that you just forgot at home. Yeah. Um, and, and that's how you make friends, right? Is, hey, can I borrow that? I'll give it right back to you and I'll even clean it for you before I give it back. You know, <laughs> those kinds of things that it sort of uh, facilitates the hobby in, instead of, you know, just hunkering down inside your trailer and keeping to yourself. Yeah. Uh, so back to your solar system, um, what size of panels and inverters and, and so forth did you use to make it work? Yes, yeah, so I'm using two Renogy 100 watt flexible solar panels. Uh, it's pretty much the best that you can buy as a general consumer right now, as far as I've been able to read. Uh, they they are fairly expensive. They're about $170 per panel, but again, I'm only using two, uh, and I'm using uh, an H8 size AGM battery. So it's something that you'd get for a standard pickup truck. Um, and then the charge controller that I'm using is uh, um, a Victron MPPT. It's a type of controller uh, as opposed to like a PWM that some people in the hobby may be familiar with. It's an MPPT controller. Uh, it's able to handle up to 100 volts, 20 amps. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm running two 12-watt panels or 12-volt panels uh in series so 24 volt 5 amp uh total so it's i uh, there's a lot of technical jargon i can get into about different decisions that i made on the on the setup but uh again i i, I looked at it as an investment you know the the uh the ability to to do the charging is you know it, technology changes so quickly that yes. uh, be, being able to just buy the best that I can right now is really what I was concerned with. And uh, I was I was blessed to be able to, to buy some pretty nice stuff. Well, and, and like years ago, the guys would be at the field running off the car batteries and so on. And, and I looked at that myself and thought that is so cumbersome. Um, that I actually, yeah. I mean, I've gone to a flight fest events and, and, you know, just said, okay, let's, let's really riskily be on a risk side of it. Yeah. Charge I mean, how many all, times have we charge, seen people well, there that you gotta, you gotta jumpstart their car for well, them, right? That too. And, or <laughs> I charged, I used to, like when I go, I ended up charging all my packs and driving for 10 hours with a bunch of charge right. batteries in the car. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but I don't have to charge when I'm at the event. I mean, and so I was kind of like, yeah. Yeah, so th this is this is interesting, and, and you're not. There were people doing it 2019 that I noticed. There were more charge stations, so they didn't have to go to the build tent. They could leave them at their environment. And they don't have to be going back and forth to monitor and all this stuff because yes, it takes time. Um, I don't know if you could charge 6s. I don't think I'd want to try and charge a 6s pack because I think you're going to be leaning more on your big battery versus the solar system. But 3s, 4s is probably just fine, right? Oh yeah, I mean it depends on how much sun is out for for one. But number two, you know, even if you do dip into that main deep cycle battery, uh, once you're once you start trickling off on that main charge, that's true. That's true. You you immediately start leaning out the amount of of 
of, of current that you're pulling from the battery and then you're pulling directly off the sun. Like there have been times I've been to the field and I'm charging 6S packs and I will get done charging the 6S pack and it'll be done and the, the battery will say 98%. And then within 10 minutes, it's back up to 100. That's just because there's, there's so much sun that it's immediately <laughs> dumping it back in. So it's like, you know, who cares? Who cares? That's that's like I said, it is fascinating to see and, and learn about at this stage. Um, I'll probably get some links from you and we'll throw it into sure. the description of, of, of the products and everything because you're right. This has changed. My other question is how durable are these panels? I mean, I, I the north, there have been reports of a lot of, you know, and we're probably going to run into some hail storms and stuff like that. Is that a concern for you? Uh, yeah, so that was that was actually one of the concerns because occasionally we do get hail here, uh, we do get hurricanes here. Uh, it's certainly not as prevalent as you know other places, but you know, uh, again, you can only do so much uh, prevention. But the the flexible solar panels are designed to go in a multiple different of environments. Okay, it, they could be marine environments, they yeah. could be RV environments, they could be desert environments, they could be swamp environments. So, like they're 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 designed to be in all sorts of places in all sorts of temperatures. And uh, one of the things that they do state specifically on their site is that they are hail resistant. Now, I don't know how hail resistant they're going to be to like golf ball or even you know yeah. baseball size hail um but you know the the average pebble size hail that we get will probably not be too much of an issue um but what's nice about them is because they're flexible i have a rounded top on my trailer so they conform to the shape of the trailer but because of the specific coating that it has the the the, the light doesn't have to be fully optimized at the right angle right so that I don't, I don't have to have like some sort of special uh, trellis that angles up or tracks the sun or anything you know i don't have to mess with any of that i just stick them to the top of the trailer and play uh and and that's exactly what i wanted exact zero maintenance so they're this. not fixed they're 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 temporary you put them up when you do get to your environment no 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 they are fixed oh are fixed. okay okay yeah they're stuck up there now the the flat panels are a little bit more the the rigid panels are a little bit more sensitive to that kind of thing um just because they don't have these the same coating on the outside but you know that's that's sort of the trade-off that's one of the things that you're paying for as part of these flexible panels very cool very cool uh, so you, you've been keeping your stats then, like, and, and you've mentioned just, you know, yeah. being able to do 6S and, and, and everything. Like, so what kind of, um, is, is Flight Fest Ohio going to be your torture run for this thing? Is this, is this, is this your ambition I, to try it and just, just keep hammering away at it? My, my ambition is anybody who wants to charge a pack off of my trailer is welcome to come charge a pack off my trailer. <laughs> so any time of the day. Seriously, day or day or night, I come come charge something off my trailer. I really want to push it. I want to see how far I can go with it, uh, how comfortable I feel with it. I mean, as as far as I'm concerned, I don't even care about the battery because uh, I've got a four year warranty on the battery from Walmart. So if I kill the battery, I just walk in with my receipt and I get a new battery. <laughs> so nice, nice. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I, I feel like uh, I'm in a good position where it's it's certainly sufficient for what I need, 
And there's absolutely no reason why I can't share it with anyone who, who has a need as well. So come on by, have a charge, and uh, if we blow something up, it'll be fun. <laughs> I have a fire extinguisher inside, there so you go. we're good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, well, I was going to say, I guess you'll need some, like what Venom did what Venom did when they were there that one year, some tags, you know? Put, a, yeah. put, put your name on your battery, <laughs> well, folks. Yeah. I. I, I, I purchased a separate charger. Uh, I've got one of the new ISDT P20 chargers. It's a fantastically dead simple charger to operate, as well as my old Turnigy reactor. So uh, the, the reactor's got that pretty familiar interface that most of us are used to for quite, if, if you've been in the hobby for quite some time. Uh, the ISDT is just, it's so easy. It's so easy to operate. Um, so it's not a touch screen or anything like that, but it's, I mean, you only need three buttons to operate it. That's yeah. how easy it is. <laughs> nice. The power, the power coming off the module, you can, and the, and the battery, you said you were doing 24, but can you jump that down to 12 or 16 depending on, or do you run a separate power supply to buffer? Yeah. So, so that's, that's part of the, the uh, charge controller. So the, the panels are wired through the charge controller and then the charge controller regulates the amount of voltage and current going back into the battery. Mm -hmm. And then I run my chargers directly off the battery. Okay. Okay. So, but, um, and the, well, that's 12 volts. Duh. Yeah. That, that is that like, question. So like, you couldn't, you couldn't theoretically run a, a higher, uh, like, um, a 16 volts to push, you know, if you wanted more wattage through, but you're not going to see the advantage, are you? Based on how much you're able to pull from that from that deep cycle, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, not not necessarily. It, it, you're really going to be restricted more from the amount of current you can pull through your wiring because we are talking some pretty short lengths of wiring. We're we're at you know less than four feet of wire, so uh, unless you can pull like 50 amps, which some charging systems can. Uh, I mean, as it is, my each one of my individual chargers on their own can pull a maximum of 40 amps. So 80 amps, you know, that's 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 pushing it. <laughs> but again, you know, how, how if often you had... are you going to be pulling yeah. 20 amps on on four batteries at the same time? Yeah, I mean, not yeah. very often. No, no, that's pretty crazy. Actually, I'm I'm reading some of the questions popping up on the. Uh, on the um, uh, the show and uh, got to see the trailer last year at Neat, so that was uh, J Steve. And then Jason is asking, "Hey, are any other Canadians going to the event this year?" And that is a hard no, unfortunately. Uh, that is Borders the reality. Borders still closed, right? Borders are still closed, and um, I won't get my second jab until later this month. And then there's the four week ah. and everything. So it is looking more positive. So something into the fall might be rangeable. Uh, I might do a quick little splash and dash down to well, splash and dash, <laughs> splash and dash <laughs> to Illinois is not exactly a splash and dash, right? Because I want my cub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting for you to get that cub for a long time now. You've been teasing me with pictures of it. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, Canada can Canada's open, but the U.S. is still closed-ish. Yeah, it's um, even then it's still I'm in no mood to do the tests and all this stuff. So it's um, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Next year I will go in 2022, and I'll go as a founder, and I will be a thorn in the side of everybody because I'm just gonna go and enjoy <laughs> the event. I figure I've been through enough. Uh, 
So um, anybody who is, and I'll talk real briefly about it too. Anybody who's going this year, Eddie Black has stepped up to be the volunteer coordinator. And uh, so uh, check out um, flightfest.com or flightfest.com. Yeah, .com. And there's uh, all the standard registration and everything. He's going to run the show and everything. Um, and hello, Frank. And hello, Pete. And everybody, we're getting some people popping on. Um, you know, so yesterday was Canada Day, July 1st. You guys are probably getting ready for your July 4th long weekend and everything. So we'll probably see some more faces pop up onto the chat as we go. All right. So Eddie's going to run the volunteers. We've all done it. There's a good number of us have been volunteers. Everybody, everybody's moving around, playing with what they want to do. And the, the objective, I think, really based on what everybody's been through in the last two years is just to go and have a good time, do what they can, yeah. if they feel like, and just enjoy the event. So I got some questions for you. Because you've been down oh. this road with me too, and it's just yeah. like, what do you bring? What do you expect? What do, what's you know? And so, yeah, you're the little crazier of uh, of the two of us, I think, as far as bringing you know the gems to the event. But, <laughs> and, and you've had some good and some bad results doing that. But at the same time, hats off. For uh, for bringing some of the you know the 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 the, the nicer looking birds and flying. Um, you know, and and <laughs> me, I I've brought some nice ones, but I can't say I've ever like brought some of the tool. Well, I can't. S now it's not a jet place, and I can't say I would ever bring any balsa. But like you've brought a couple really nice project planes there, and and flown relatively successfully. Uh, landing landing in Ohio at the field can be tricky. Yeah. We'll just say it can be tricky. There's just yeah. there's so much going on. And you were landing in a farm field, so yeah. we know how that goes. But so, so to someone who's experienced, what do you say? And then someone who's new, what do you say? <laughs> bring so to to someone who's experienced, I would say bring something familiar. Uh, bring something that you know how to fly really, really well. That that you know how to be the responsible pilot and set a good example um, because a lot of the people that attend flight fest just they're they're just not really experienced pilots and uh, being the one who is able to respond to a situation and get out of dodge or get out of the way of someone else who's maybe not as experienced you, you have to be that adult in quite a few circumstances <laughs> uh it's not that it takes away from the fun of the event it's just the, it's the reality of the situation you have the opportunity to help other people out in that way and being that good example and so take something that you know really well and can facilitate that uh to someone who's new um take something familiar <laughs> I, I do not recommend Flight Fest as the place to do maiden flights. I really don't. Um, so there are two schools of thought on that. And, and the first one is that, what are you talking about? Flight Fest is the best place to do uh, a maiden flight because you don't know what's going to happen. And it's going to be <laughs> catastrophic and everybody's going to love you for it. <laughs> right? Been there. Done that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, at the same time, we've had those same situations where people have gone to do maiden flights that have not ended well. You know, we've had airplanes that, that lose signal or yeah. something comes loose or they lose uh, control of the airplane and it goes back way behind the flight line, uh, way behind tent lines, like 
on the opposite side of like the 50 by 100 foot built tents. <laughs> um, you know, so so again, it's it's keep keep yourself realistic uh, yeah. about some things and and be mindful that you're likely to have things break. <laughs> so uh, be 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 attached to the experience, not to the airplane. And that we, we see it we see it every year where there's like I love the builds I love the builds but some of the sketchiest builds uh, you know you feel your heart rate going I'm like For listen sure. guys that that plane probably doesn't want to be powered by that tiny little battery pack and we know what's going to happen <laughs> yeah. and every year well and it's... even the overpowered ones too you know you look at it and they're so ridiculously overpowered that they're sketchy in their own right too. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, I still have some PTSD uh, as a result of uh, of the uh, of all the air horns. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and and what crushes me the most about talking about this is this is going to be the very first flight fest that I will miss. I have been to every single one of them. Every single one of them. Been very fortunate to be flown across the U.S. multiple times to enjoy these events. But yes. The, the the some of the flights, some of the combats, and everything, some of the sketchy ones. I would just stand there and go, "My goodness!" Um, yeah, I mean, and yeah. I mean, I've, I I myself have been hit by an airplane that's out of Ditto. control, and I was I wasn't even on duty. <laughs> I was walking along the flight line with Patrick. I think we we're going to get French fries, and it's like, okay, I understand the PTSD from the air hordes. I really do, Pete. But yeah. <laughs> Seriously, there's a reason why we have them because you you've got to have your head on a swivel. You've, yeah, that's just the nature of yeah. this event. Yeah, I've been I've been tagged by uh, planes during combat and stuff like that. There's skid marks yep. on my car from, from years <laughs> <Yeah>. past. <laughs> Touching goes off the roof of my car, and I'm like, really? Come on! But uh, no, I mean. We talk a lot. Generally, though, we, we've got a pretty high rate of success, pretty low, you know, uh, you know, pretty low digit loss <laughs> ratio. There've been a few. I've yeah. patched a few fingers up in my time and everything. Well, uh, well, even even some things are out of our control too. Yeah. Like, do you remember that that one uh, night radian at uh, Flight Fest Texas? Mm. There, there, there was an owl. Yes, we believe it yes, was yes. that attacked a night radian and it ripped the fuselage in half and the front half of the fuselage with the motor and the battery landed like four feet from me and the rest of the airplane landed like way out in the field. It was the craziest thing. There are some of the most uncontrollable circumstances oh, yeah. Yeah. at Flight Fest events. <laughs> So generally, to summarize the what plane to bring, uh, there are actually two other points too. Bring something when you're flying. Bring something that's got a decent battery life because you don't want to, you know, like don't don't fly an EDF at Flight Fest. It just doesn't make sense because it's like I need to land after three minutes, and you may not be able to, you you may be having to orbit until you have a an opening. So something yeah. with a little bit of battery life. Don't be on the you know or or back your timer off. Okay. Four minutes, I know I've got six in the tank, so I can orbit for two minutes because the average age of the pilots is like 10. 
<laughs> you know, so you yeah. got you you legitimately have people landing airplanes, going out in the field and everything. And if you've got something large and you don't have a like particularly non belly landers where you've got to come down on that on that piece of uh, textile, you know, uh, uh, Pete saying I'm bringing EDFs to yeah, Flight of Fest. <laughs> of course you are, Pete. Um, you know that and that textile. I, I love the idea of it. I've done some fun little landings on it, but let's face it. It's you're trying to land on a on a piece of black surface that's been rolled over top of a farm field, <laughs> and it is yeah. it's undulating. It's I think undulating yeah. is the word you yeah. want to use. Yeah. You know, so I've I've I don't yeah, know sure. I don't remember how many props you've snapped on that darn thing, but you know it works. But like I said, you got to be prepared to say, "Oh, I got to abort this landing just for safety reasons," because you know I yeah, I've, I, I, I've flown off that textile runway so many times now that I, I have to remind myself, okay, what's it like flying off? The, and one of the, one of the funny things about it is that we, you know, we stretch it really tight and it looks really great for these small models. But like when I've had it out there with my, um, with my big, uh, P6E Hawk, the, the biplane. <laughs> with the yeah. Okay. So it's a 14 pound airplane, but it's got wheel pants. And so because it's so heavy, it sinks into the textile runway and the wheel pants rub on the textile. So I get all of this drag. So when I land, it kind of wants to nose over a little bit. So I have to be really careful on the takeoff and landing because of those characteristics. Again, it's, you're literally flying in the middle of nowhere in Ohio. You have to be ready for that. Right. And then the other thing with the textile is depending on the tire compound, it it can be a little slick. If you especially you've yeah. got the harder plastic tires and you come in and I hate to say it, but it it never seems to fail that the crosswind is going into the flight line. You know yep. what I mean? So yep. you're coming in yep. and if you got something big, you're on the rut you're on that rudder trying to control it. And as soon as you touch down, it's like landing on ice and the, the yep. planes go everywhere. So yeah, especially if you're covering the bottom of the airplane with packing tape or something, it's slick. You will slide a lot longer than you think you will. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's uh, but still, that's it. It, it is fun. So uh, yeah, I mean, planes creations, nice, nice rely. Something, but heck, I've even had radians come back with like bites out of them from flying up there. So you know, it yep. it happens. Um. We're talking about the build tent, but the build tent experience is unique. I'd say to Flight Fest, I've never seen that kind of environment. Um, it can be amazing. It can also be overwhelming. I think to a lot of new beginning, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of parents like, "Oh my goodness!" Right? Because it's just like this. This. It can almost be intimidating. I guess is the right word yeah. to use for the situation because you I come know, in. I, I, I would even use daunting. Well, I mean. If you are new, and I think okay, so this year there's a huge emphasis of I've read through a lot of the 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 the, the, the stuff, and there's a huge stem the 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 uh, the lead right. builds and stuff like that will probably help in that situation. Uh, but if you're you know a seasoned veteran, you know you go in, you find your spot, and I know we say don't camp, but it happens. You find your buddies and you build yeah. with your buddies, and that's all part of the experience, right? And then it's just yeah. managing the people spinning up their props and everything inside the tent. Don't do yeah. that, please. Don't. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't do. Don't that. do that. <laughs> um, fingers, fingers, people. We like fingers. Uh, <laughs> or tangled hair. Seen oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, don't worry about that. There, there are ladies at this event. Okay, mm. that's the other thing. There are ladies there that things will get tangled in hair, and you have to be sympathetic for it. It's a real thing. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like I've actually, I've only ever built one airplane uh, at Flight Fest. I've done maintenance, but usually it was just at the you know we we set up our little our little compound the flight fest uh, uh-huh. cruise and we do whatever quick yeah. little maintenance there because my flying was so sporadic like i said i'm really looking forward to 2022 because i think i'm just going to be this annoying pain in the butt pilot <laughs> and break all the rules <laughs> i'll break all the rules spotter who needs a spotter oh uh, no uh but but you know would you Spend well, no, that's a silly question for Joshua Orchard because you know we. I remember, <laughs> I remember the, the. You know the answer to that. Yeah, that question. We, we, I already know the someone, question you're going to ask. Yeah, did, did anybody feed Joshua today? You know, has Joshua had any food? Because yeah, there was one year that you built the the Sikorsky, right? There was the Sikorsky yeah, built yeah. at the event. So yes, uh, the answer to that question, Joshua is a huge supporter and performer of the. Uh, build tent experience. Uh, go in, build something yeah, amazing. Absolutely. But, but, but the delta on that, and I think you even figured that one out, is you forgot to experience the rest of the event. Yeah. So it's yeah, uh, it's definitely a trade off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny that that you mentioned that because that's definitely one of the things you have to decide what you're willing to trade off for because there's absolutely no way to experience everything at flight fest and that's a good thing because that's what makes you want to come back for more the next year and it's certainly the experience that that you make of it now 2015 when i built the the sikorsky that was a phenomenal experience uh i was so tired and it was so wet and bless Asbjorn for feeding me. <laughs> and I, I'll never forget the, the experience it was. And I still have the Sikorsky to this day and fly it. And, and it still flies amazing. And uh, that's one of those those memories that I have. But I'll never do it again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll never do it again because I, I missed out on meeting some fantastic people for the first time. And I had to wait till the following year yeah. to meet those people that everybody was like, oh, did you meet this person? Like... Eddie Black, <laughs> our volunteer leader this year. You know, I didn't meet Eddie until 2016. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I did meet him, but you know, I was in the mode doing my build thing because I was I was <laughs> I was literally trying to work for 16, 18 hours each day uh, to build this airplane. <laughs> so so go into Flight Fest with knowing what you want to get out of it well, uh, for well, sure well that's it and 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 i don't know about you but every year i make the classic mistake of bringing too many airplanes yeah and yeah. and and okay you need a quiet morning plane trust me on this a quiet yep. morning plane is very appreciated right you, you need that radiant glider for some crazy reason we think it's a fun thing to do throwing you know of like you know three or 30 or 40 radians into the sky and they all look the same but we think it's hilarious mm-hmm. no and, and then your general purpose airplane honestly your general purpose airplane and i you know what? I've never done a combat. Maybe one year I'll have to do that. But I like my airplane so much. So it, yeah. it's, um, you know, like I, like if I could actually travel and bring three airplanes, I would totally <laughs> try and do that. Like, you know, your quiet morning plane, your glider, and then, yeah, I don't know, obviously a high wing. So it's like a high wing, a belly lander, and a glider. Done, right? And, you know, yeah, a common batteries yeah, I, too. It, yeah, you've, you've got a real good point there because, like, 
going going into this flight fest is going to be the first time where I I specifically I do have a morning airplane, I have a high wing, and I have a long flight time, and I have an airplane that can do like a streamer fly because I don't really like doing combat. And what's cool about it is all four of those things, it's the same plane. <laughs> <laughs> but is that risky? Is that a risk? No. No, that, that's that's the thing. Is the airplane flies so fantastically? It's the uh, OMP Hobby Challenger. Yes, seriously, that yes. airplane is so much fun. Yeah, and it's so versatile, but it's so quiet, and you can fly it in calm or windy weather. Uh, it doesn't matter. It. I've flown it with a four thousand three pack, three cell pack. Uh, I've flown it with an eighteen hundred three cell pack. I mean, it just does not care, and it will not stop. But at the same time, I've got my Radiant. I've got my Micro Bird of Time from JH Aerospace. So I get to play around with a teeny tiny glider if I if the wind is calm enough. Um, the But the the thing that I love to do is I love to share the, the building that I do. Because mm-hmm. you know I'm such mm-hmm. a prolific builder that I bring those gems because they're conversation starters. Yes. That's it's it's the icebreaker, right? Like, how do you know that someone is really into building unless you see a really fantastic build and that's where i just i put it out there look i'm a builder you want to talk to me about building about how i built this particular model this is the invitation for you to come ask me and talk to me because that's why i come to these events i love talking shop with people and being able to establish those relationships and and work with people like steven rosema i love talking with steven rosema about all of his his skin work and his artwork and what he does is just amazing, and I'll never forget the Dawn Patrol that we did. You know, with the Gotha gaggle. Again, one of those amazing flight fest memories. Yeah. Again, because we start those conversations based In off June. of our experiences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never again. Never again. That was such a yeah. rush build. That was so. And, and what, were, what were we all doing the night before? We were out. Oh yeah, Ben. Ben. ben Everybody Greenwood. was trying to trip me- these twitchy little. Airplane. Yes, in the dark. Yes, exactly. <laughs> in the dark. In the dark. <laughs> because we know nothing about what we talk about. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and exactly. you bring up a really valid point because okay, um, the majority of of the planes we do see flying a flight fest are flight test planes, and they're awesome and everything. But there are so many more aspects to this hobby, you know. And we've got people doing more three D printing. We do, we've got more people doing you know really amazing cut foam stuff. And then we got people doing builds, you know, short short kits, long kits, everything like like yourself, and and you know, and really having a good time specializing some really amazing ARF kits and everything this hobby is limitless you know and you know if you've got the time the budget and the and, and the desire and the ideas that's that's the amazing part and that's 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 where we see a lot of inspiration and people um as you said coming together at this event um Absolutely. with all the same purpose really too just go flying and have fun i miss that too i haven't been flying nearly enough gotta fix that no you trying. haven't no, no you haven't i know i know i know it's been it's and i know been... you do i know you do the rock crawler thing too and i know we see lots of ground craft there at flight fest now more and more uh, including yeah. some yeah some some ground craft trying to tow aircraft <laughs> Awesome. Which has been interesting to watch. Well, <laughs> some you know, success, some, some not so, so success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we got to get the scales right. Yeah, no, it's um, and and then you know what? Those are also fun for the kids. When later in the night too, we uh, you know, except when they're jumping stuff all over the place. <laughs> 
This is the safety yeah. side of me coming out. Sorry. It ruins everything that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um but but this is the thing, and then you, and then you get the, the the little the little quads and stuff like this, and the FPV. I'm actually kind of curious to see if FPV with some of the DJI tech, um, if that's going to you know yep. open it up a little bit and everything, and the wing flying. I have no idea what's going to happen this year as far as how it's going to be organized and everything. So mm, I don't know, but. It's it's always fun to see and everything. I'm just looking over some. The ga- the giggle is a good memory. They were hard. <laughs> Those little guys were so hard to fly. Uh, mine is still hanging on the wall. That's from Frank, who's another friend of the podcast. So, yeah, uh, I think mine got a little too wet, and I had to take it apart eventually because it just all kind of went. <laughs> all of them got soaked. Oh, there she is. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mine. Mine's still hanging on the wall too, Frank. <laughs> the big one, the big one, yeah. And it's it's been fun to watch elements like that. I mean, we did the gaggle, and then every year there seemed to be some kind of special little group that would do their own little thing, and it just grows and grows and grows, which is really amazing. Um, I kind of would like to see that in, in a nice, you know, in a simplified manner. Like some of these, some of these designs are going to take too much time that you can't just, you know, quickly bang something together and then have that kind of, uh, just that, that a mass of flyers, right. You know, it just, you know, the yeah, scale needs to come was, up though. That, that was, that was the appeal of it though. Like it was so, such a simple build, uh, and it didn't, it didn't take too much of an investment and it was like, less than two sheets of a foam board. So the idea of like putting the skins on didn't seem that too hard for people to like print off on their own, on their own. And it was like, it was just the novelty of it and everybody got behind it. Just the way that it it organically grew, that's part of the experience of Flight Fest. And that's what I wish everybody could experience because you get these friendships and all of these ideas flowing all at the same time. And you're able to capitalize on that because you all share this vision. You're like, wouldn't it be neat if, <laughs> and then you go out and you do it, you know, that's, that's, that's the beauty of, of this event as well as many other events. Um, you, you know, the, the other events that I go to around my area, even when I went down to Ceph past couple of years, didn't go this year, but you know, when you go to Ceph, you always see some of these most, the absolutely fantastic builds some of the most beautiful airplanes i've ever seen in my life and i i just love going and, and talking with these people uh getting it at, out of the sun into the shade you, know, you need a, you need a drink of water you know come on in got a chair for you those kinds of situations it, you share the common bond but you make the friendships and the memories and that's really what flight fest is about it's not about the planes it's really really not no it's a it's a byproduct the, the planes are a byproduct of it. And it, as long as you can keep that in mind and, and you go into the event with with the intent to share, I think you're going to extract as much as you can for one event. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I guess that's my, my philosophy in a nutshell. <laughs> and actually, speaking of, speaking of skins, um, 
the the hangar group is uh, is is following and watching the show right now. Sam and I still hey, owe, yes. still Sam and I still owe uh, the community a podcast and a draw uh, for the Patreon. So I've been really bad. He he's actually on vacation, as I recall, and we were supposed to link up, and I just wasn't. I wasn't feeling conversationalist, so uh, you know it happens. Um, yeah, it happens a lot lately. But uh, no, <laughs> I'm I'm looking over my notes uh, and, and just uh, you know just just going back as far as some of the stuff I've written down and everything. And, I, and one of them I thought is how much flying do you really do? And I guess user mileage will vary on these events. You know, sometimes you will fly so much, and then other times. You just catch yourself just like, yeah, I'll get out, do a quick flight, and come back. And, and you're spending more time just, you know, bench flying and talking and everything than anything else. And it's just what you said. It's it's that opportunity to reconnect with a lot of people who are like-minded. Uh, um, and you spend the entire year talking to electronically, which is like, ugh, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I yeah. usually, by the time I actually get to... to Ohio in July. I'm usually pretty chatted out, but like as far as you know, electronics. But yeah, so it's going to be another year of. Uh, but you know, it happens. <laughs> uh, maybe I should do more podcasts, right? And just do, you know, talk to everybody. <laughs> yes, you should. Everybody uh, encouraged to do more podcasts. <laughs> we and we, you know what we haven't done in a long time is a online build night. You know, we used to do that yeah. way back when. Uh, and we just all would jump on, uh, uh, you know, whatever platform of the time and the day and we just build. And I think uh, that was that was one of the neat things with that aircraft, the, doing the, the bloody Baron and the the bloody was the bloody Baron, bloody Brit. Brit thank you. Um, you know, and that that I think that's one of the builds that was done in that situation. So it's. It's not that you have to be part of a, a whole group either. You just need to find that little group of friends and, and like-minded people, and it just starts from there. And, and, you know, you build that up, and you can do that. Uh, I haven't actually done a build in a really long time, too. I'm, I've been pretty terrible. But I'm also at a point where I have so many projects and so many reviews to do that, yeah, I've run out of space. <laughs> I've sold planes. I sold a good number of them. Uh, we, and then the hangar just popped in saying... We love doing build nights, uh, online build nights. Yeah, the trick though, Sam, I have to say, it's got to be time because two hour maximum, right? Because after that, you just kind of yeah. fade out. And, and this is where I've really haven't had the attention span to do a lot of these builds lately. It's just been like, and it's summer. <laughs> it's supposed to be outside flying and having a good time. I don't know about you, Joshua, but like we've been experiencing a lot of wind here uh, in, yeah. in Canada. It's been really windy and. I, I did a meeting on an airplane, which will come out shortly. <laughs> I only greased one landing, and all the other landings were me managing the wind. And I'm like, wow, you know, you come in to go. And I'm like, oh, and I like a couple of them, just, just horrid landings. And I'm like, wow, I haven't done a greased landing. And I was like, I also haven't flown. The last time I flown, it was like, you know, feet of snow on the ground. So I'm like, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's been very windy here, too. Um, we... I, un, unusually windy, I would say. Um, you know, not 
not that it's uh, necessarily a bad thing, but directionally speaking, it's been more of a crosswind rather yeah. than a wind that's coming right down the runway. And it's just like, hey, you know, I'll take some wind. That's fine. But when it's a crosswind, I don't really like flying any of my really nice planes. <laughs> and it's like, if it's a, if it's coming right down the runway, man, I'll get one of my nice planes any day of the week. But if it's a crosswind, I just don't feel like fighting that as much, you know? Yeah. It's not that I. It's not that I can't. It's just that I don't enjoy it as much. The, um, but the challenger yeah, does. I, I, it. I definitely feel your pain. The challenger will handle the crosswind. The bighorn, yes. not so much. I found. I was surprised by that. But I've, I've got to get that one out for I've another review. Um, I, it's not the first time I've experienced that too with a high wing kind of thing. It, it's and so this this plane I'm reviewing, I was I was laughing because I was talking about. It. I'm like, geez, I'm really having to do a lot of coordinated turns, and I happen to have the camera pointing at the tail and you could just see that rudder you could just see i'm like wow it's 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 actually instinctual i had you know and it was like okay cool you know because it was the way the plane just wanted that rudder in the turn and i was really trying to and it was um it was a varying uh what was it i think i was getting gusts 30 to 40 kilometers an hour which don't ask me in miles um but it was changing (laughs) so i would take off and i would be coming in i'm like okay i'm coming to an approach and and you could feel it changing and of course i'd touch down and then you turn into it and the plane would just drop and i'm just like over and over and again and after four or five batteries i was just like i'm spent the video is what it is i'm done (laughs) (laughs) for those for those americans uh 30 kilometers an hour is about uh 18.6 miles an hour so Pretty good. Pretty, pretty it was, good, it was uh, manageable. Good I got and I flew it on three and four S and it was manageable. The next day we we it spiked up to fifty and sixty and even like the last couple yeah. of days have been really blustery. And then you get up in the morning and you look at the window and it's like okay, it's gray, it's gray, it's windy, and I'm like no, I'll go do something else. But uh, you know yeah. that said, I I managed to um, throw the uh, the little um, uh, renegade from Defiant Wings and I've been slowly upgrading this plane has been in the fleet for maybe a year now i'd say and i've been slowly upgrading the components from stuff i had to newer components last time i flew it outside it was a dog and i'm like ah what's going on it was too cold the two s 500 packs did not like the cold even though they were in my jacket as soon as they got exposed so i take off and i was really struggling with the power and the battery just wasn't delivering enough and so i flew this thing in the same wind and it was there's a video on the youtube channel it was amazing it was absolutely amazing i was doing flat spins and rolls i'm like and if more people hadn't shown up, there was a soccer practice that showed up instantaneously after I took off. I was like, I was so ready to grab another camera another, and put on my FPV goggles and just go with it. Um, but still managed to have a good little flight with that thing because it's just, you know, that sub 250 gram. I know I kick on about that, but if you don't have yeah. a club and everything that you can get to easily, these planes are going to, they're going to, they're just going to take off. The prevalence on them is just going to be amazing, but it's pretty cool. It's a good look. It's a good little airplane. And it's impressed me as it's come along and developed and still staying on just, just a hair under sub two fifty grams. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, so going back to that question about flying at flight fest, you know, how much, how much flying before, before I tagged you into that all important role uh, in the last couple of years, but before that, how much flying did you get to do? On a good solid, so what, 2017? Uh, yeah, so 2017 is, uh, let's see, that was the uh, Corsair year, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I think. 
I can't. <laughs> We've been to so many now. But like on, on a on a good day, like before I was uh, the flight line coordinator at Flight Fest, uh, I w- I was flying probably at most six times a day, um, and it was just sort of like spur of the moment kinds of things. Like I had gotten to a point where there was nobody to talk to. Uh, I wasn't hungry. I didn't have to go to the bathroom. I wasn't tired. But I still needed something. It was like, well, I got nothing else to do. I may as well go fly. <laughs> so I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I I had brought airplanes that I enjoy flying. So um, you're going up to the flight line and and just finding a spotter is it's not like it's a chore. You just go up to the flight line and you have a good time. And um, sometimes it's it's pretty fun when I walk up to the flight line with some of my airplanes because people just sort it's like parting the Red Sea. <laughs> because well, number one, some of my airplanes are pretty big and for, for flight fest anyway. Um, not not so much if you go to other events, uh, but like you, it, people just are like, ah. but it's it's pretty funny. Um, and I'm just like, no, seriously, you just go fly, go have fun. I'll stay out of your way. I'm I'm just here for me nothing special uh and 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 the same with like lane from lane's planes he'd go out there with his cuda and he'd be flying a buck 50 and at the same time he'd be like yeah just go fly i i got it i'm in control of this uh so yeah like just go out and do your thing whenever you're going up to the flight line but you know make sure you know what you're getting into (laughs) um (laughs) but like after after i volunteered started volunteering as a flight line coordinator, you know, I was on the flight line for eight, six to eight hours a day. And, um, you know, that's, that's tiring. And, you know, at the end of the day, when I was, when I would finish my afternoon shift of being in, in the sun all afternoon, you know, I, number one, I'm hungry. Number two, I'm thirsty. Number three, I'm sunburned. Number four, I, the last thing I want to do is fly. Yeah, <laughs> I've been on my feet for so long. It's like, I, no, I don't want to fly anymore. The, the eyeballs are done. The stress level is like, it's not bad, but you know you're fatigued and you're like, I, yeah. I flew. I remember one time the guys were like, they grabbed me. We're, we're going to go fly. And it was myself, John, and, and Lewis. And we, we put up like the simple, the, the FT simple cup. And I, I was near, I was shocked. I was like, ah, oh, this is really not relaxing. <laughs> Yeah. Land it. We're done. Yeah. Good. I flew. Check. You know. <laughs> yeah. I. I mean, even even when you had oh, there was some sort of toilet paper roll airplane that you built, if I recall, mm. I can't remember. No. You had you had some sort of home built airplane. Oh, the that you, A- A- just A10. Like, the A10, the EDF yes! A10 with the Pringles cans. Yes, that's what it was. Pringles cans, and you were just like, I gotta see if it flies. It. It, we were all just cheering for you because it had been a day you were exhausted yeah and you got it to fly and like that's that's all that matters and then, it, like then i pancaked it on landing but you know that that's that's flight fast right you know was exactly really, exactly but it flew it flew it was underpowered yeah. it was a pig and <laughs> but it, it still went up but it and was made fun. Some noise. yeah well this is it this is it this is it um you know and and I, I come back to anybody who's experienced this. We'll, we'll, we'll come out of it with some pretty amazing memories uh, and maybe some wet socks. It happens. Um, yeah. Bring extra socks. I promise oh, you, you will not regret bringing extra socks. <laughs> Seriously. Socks, rubber I'm boots. I'm not even, 
not even remotely being sarcastic. Bring extra socks. Just okay. You're going to be there for four days. Bring eight pairs of socks. Just do it. Yep. Don't even don't even think about it. Don't even question me about it. Just do it. T-shirts. And you'll thank me for it later. T-shirts. Yeah, t-shirts. A ton of t-shirts. <laughs> you sweat. And it's just, yeah. yeah. T- You're just hot and disgusting. And it was funny because I said to some, some of my friends, I'm like, I don't think you've actually ever seen me in person where I'm like clean and shaved and not like just <laughs> yeah. drenched, you know? Because it's just, it is, it is July in Ohio and it's just humidity like crazy. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, looking over my notes and then, okay. So what's new in the, uh, in in the build file for you, Mr. Orchard? Like, what are you working on now? That's new and exciting. Well, um, honestly, I have, I have things in the wing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really bringing anything particularly new or flat. Well, I shouldn't say that. Um, I, I did a lot of building last year. I built nine airplanes last year. Um, so for those of you who know, my builds are not exactly flight test airplanes. Uh, they, they, they take a little bit longer than a couple of sheets of foam board to put together. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to bring my Fokker D6 because it's interesting. Uh, it's It's got interesting history. It's an interesting kit. Uh, it flies well. And I finally got the speed controller replaced so it should fly more than two and a half minutes (laughs) um so i'm looking forward to that uh you don't see too many world war one airplanes um and and i i think that's that's one of that's one of the reasons why i want to bring it um just so that people can enjoy that airplane i feel like that's one of those airplanes that i think will be appreciated uh more than some of the others um but you know, I'm I'm bringing some some other fun stuff like the the smoothie uh, that I that I built earlier this year. That was a Christmas gift from my wife, and uh, it's a, from Balsa USA, Balsa Airplane. But I took the uh, controlled rotating motor from my Bugatti and put it on the front because why not? You asked. <laughs> it makes. I mean, really, it's like. I, I, I was looking at that motor and I was looking at that airplane and I'm like, this is, this, this is a match made in heaven. And it is, it's, it's a fun airplane to fly. So again, another one that I hope other people will enjoy. Um, I've got the, uh, 13 squadron SB2C Helldiver that I'm really excited to share with other people because those guys, uh, Jack and Steve, they did such a fantastic job on that model. Uh, I love it. Love flying that airplane. Um, obviously the OMP challenger, uh, I'm going to bring my Seamaster in case we do have a monsoon. I'm going to have, I'm going to be able to do a float fly right after the rain. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If we don't, if we don't, I'll be able to skip it right off of the textile runway. Yeah. So that'll be fun. There you go. Uh, and be able to show people that yes, you can cover foam board with uh, covering film. Nice. Uh, so again, another. Another conversation piece yeah. uh, about building. Yeah, uh, I'll bring the. I'm. I am planning to bring my big GB, my big red GB. Oh, cool. Uh, and from there, I, I st- I'm still undecided, but I am putting together a yin yang. Okay. That's yes. my last. Yes. That's my last minute build uh, for Flight Fest. I feel like a lot of people, you know, that get to this, you know, two weeks before Flight Fest. Oh, just one more thing. One more thing I got to bring to Flight Fest. That that was one because because I'm like, okay, well, Terry's planning to be there. Yeah. Okay, cool. I love seeing Terry, and Dan's gonna be there. 
So Dan did the plans for the yin yang, and I love I love both of those guys. So I wanted to have an airplane that both of them could uh, sign for me because I love both of them. But I I just wanted to build an airplane that was you know my my style, so it's much more permanent. Again, it's the the regular film covering over top of foam, but I've done a hot wire cut wing. Okay, cool. So it's a little. So it's a little bit of a take uh, on what I like to do in my phone building, along with the uh, the plans that that uh, Dan drew up based off of Terry's model, which is super cool. Uh, really excited to to share that with people too. So I don't have any motors or speed controllers for it. So I'm gonna that's gonna be like kind of the my build at Flight Fest. I just gotta pick up couple pieces of equipment, spend an evening, run my mouth with somebody, and that'll be a, a, a fun evening project to put together. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, other, than, other than that, I really I don't know what else I'm going to bring. I could bring the P-47. I could bring one of two Corsairs that I have. I could bring the Curtis Hawk again for like the third or fourth time. Everybody seems to love the Hawk. It's such a crowd pleaser. It flies fantastic, so it's sort of like, well, I don't know. Uh, but again, going back to what you said, you usually bring too many airplanes. And, and you know what you don't have in the... that? You know what you don't have in that list? A night flyer. Well, I have the night radian. Okay. Uh, I could bring my Cuda. It does have lights in it. <laughs> uh, but I I am not gone. <laughs> well, my Cuda my Cuda only only goes about seventy eighty miles an hour. Oh, that's only. perfectly fine it's, in the dark yeah. of night. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, but I I have found that I am not the best uh, night flyer. My uh, my depth perception is not the greatest, so I'm I'm a dusk flyer, mm-hmm. but not really a night flyer. Gotcha. Um, so I, yeah, that that's that's my night flying experience. <laughs> All right, that is. Uh, I think we've touched on a lot of stuff. I probably could go on with a whole bunch of uh, you know new products and everything. I know Pete from Horizon. I should I should tag. Pete says, "Oh yeah, the Night Timber X will definitely get a workout. I'll bring extra props." Oh yeah, that uh, that that <laughs> sure. is that is a really good one. And if I was going, my my uh, my Norman, who's full of lights, would go as well. But that airplane probably needs a 4S upgrade. I was finding it a little sluggish last time I flew it on 3S. It was land on the landing. It was a little heavy. Oof. Pop yeah, those. it's a, it's a she's a she, Norman can be a little bit of a pig when it comes in the land, but you know other than that, um, I do think I want to get uh, speaking speaking to Pete uh, on the show to talk about their new ninety millimeter jet, the, uh, the the Viper. It looks gorgeous. It's big. It's beautiful. It's got flaps. It's probably everything I would like in a in an EDF at this point in that size and scale. So we'll see. Maybe I can drag him onto the show to talk about it because last show we had Ali from uh, Hangar Nine, which was really cool, and the two of them did the. Um, just did a nice episode talking about the uh, the aerobatic day, I think it was called, uh, or where they flew it, and and some of the instructional input that that Ali talked about, you know, learning to do your rolls, and just a simple tip was like pointing a darn airplane up into the sky. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, he was doing four point rolls, Joshua, because you've done a little bit of IMAC, right? He was talking yes. about yes, I have. He was talking about doing four point rolls, but with a little up angle on the nose, so when the airplane was going over, you weren't 
transitioning into the ground, right? Because, you know, and then as right. you get better, you change that angle lower and lower and lower until your thumbs, your muscle memory is doing it. And then talked about turning in the other direction. Because I get that comment in my videos all the time, too, is I tend to turn in one direction. I'm like, well, it's just the way the cameras are set up and it's just easier that way in the sun and all this stuff, right? But I do yeah, intentionally. But that's, that's actually that's actually a thing in the hobby. Like when I've had conversations with people like, yeah, I I seem to only want to be able to fly clockwise. I only want to fly, and I'm like, I don't. I'm I'm ambidextrous. I can fly both ways. It, but but it's it's an interesting point that 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 you make because we tend to learn how to fly maneuvers generally in one direction, and we prefer that okay. because that's what we're familiar with. Yeah. And what makes us better pilots is getting out of that routine. We're just going to flip the <laughs> flight line direction randomly, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah! See how many – that'll be Stefan's job this year when he's on that microphone. So yeah. He can just change the, the flight direction and see how many pilots he can take out. <laughs> I've never landed left or right. Oh dear, oh dear, but it, it is happens. It is a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. Oh uh, yeah. So I, I don't see any other questions or comments from anything. Joshua, you got anything else you want to put to to add in or impart with the uh, with the fans, particularly talking about uh, the road to Flight Fest, the road to Ohio. That sounds funny, but it sounds yeah. cool at the same time. Maybe that's why I'm going to name the podcast the Road to Ohio. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Uh, I mean. The road to Ohio can be uh, a long and treacherous one, depending on on where you're coming from. I know people that have that have done better part of two days mm. uh, to come out. I've, I mean, Ben Harbor, bless his heart, when he lived in California, he flew out, mm. uh, and you know, he, I've I've seen it all. I've I've literally seen it all with with this particular event. But uh, the best thing I can recommend to people, I think, is to make a list or multiple lists. Uh, I, I personally have a checklist with yep. multiple categories where I have my personal travel section that includes like remembering to take your sunglasses. Like if you have prescription sunglasses, remember to take those. They're kind of important. <laughs> um, you know, rain gear, uh, uh, hot gear. Uh, you know, you have to be ready for both of both of those types of weather. In, Ohio. in one day. We, we had... Yeah, in one day, like like in Flight Fest the first year, we woke up in the morning and it was like 52 degrees. And then by the time everybody left, it was like 72, 75 yeah. degrees, but it felt hotter because of the humidity. You know, you, you, you have to be ready for like all temperatures, wet, dry, no matter what. Um, you know, bring bring all of the camping gear that you plan on bringing, like cooking equipment. Make sure you've got fresh lantern batteries, uh, propane tanks if you're going to be bringing that kind of thing. Uh, water. Bring water, 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 water. Um, as much water as you can can possibly muster. Um, even if you end up sharing it, uh, that that's not a bad thing. Making sure that the people around you are not passing out is a good thing. Uh, trash bags. Make sure you clean up after yourself, mm -hmm. people. Seriously, this is uh, Mr. Fury's property, and uh, be respectful of it. Um, that includes like fire pits and stuff. Uh, we don't want to burn grass or anything like that. So if you're going to bring a fire pit, make sure it's elevated and that you're not going to be trampling all over his runway. Um, try to avoid his runway at all costs and stuff like that. Um, you know, bring, obviously night stuff. Bring lights. Bring batteries. Um, Bring food, uh, bring yourself, bring conversation, um, 
bring building supplies, chairs. Yeah, I mean footstools. You name it. Um, if if you're gonna bring it, we can make use of it. Um, but uh, I yeah, I just I, I make lists. Uh, do your safety checks. Uh, if you're if you're driving quite a far distance, make sure you you know you've checked your oil. Yeah. Uh, you check your tires. Uh, if you're bringing a trailer, uh, torque your nuts. <laughs> For those that have trailers, you know what I'm check exactly what I'm talking about. It's, uh, check the bearings. Uh, yeah, check, yeah. Check. When was the last time you packed your bearings? You mm-hmm. know, we've got Fourth of July weekend, and then one more weekend, and then it's Flight Fest. Seriously, yeah. like, to make sure you do all your checks. You've my, got time. Uh, <laughs> you laugh, but on my Facebook memories list, it was uh, it was uh, telling me there. Uh, <laughs> it was showing me a memory of me spraying down my tent with some woods uh, yeah. silicon spray. You know, so set up yeah. the tents. You know, a couple weekends before, check it out. Check out the yep. hole if there's any holes. Um, yeah, do you, you need know. to sweep out your tent? You need to reapply the the, yeah, the silicone, the the water repellent. Um, you know, do you need to sharpen a knife? Uh, there's all sorts of things that go into preparing for an event like this. So take the time to do it right. And that way you will not have to worry about anything. And again, make, make a list I'm telling you <laughs> like my, my family hates me because I have such a strong memory. Like I can remember all these d- crazy details about random facts that happened, you know, 15, 20, 30 years ago. But like, I can't remember people's names to save my life. <laughs> so, you know, I make a list and I and I keep to that list and then I refine that list. There's a reason yeah. why I keep it on Google Docs because yep. as I go to an event, I can just pull up my phone and be like, okay, no, no. I'm not waiting until I get back. I just make a make a note on it yeah. right then and there, and that way you know moving ahead. Um, and, and I mean, take take cash because you don't know what you're going to encounter. Uh, I, I know that most people go cashless anymore, but you never know where you're going to end up uh, and, and whether internet will be down or something like that, uh, side of the road, what have you. Just be safe and, um, you know, make sure your phone stays charged. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I can't wait to see more people. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's you, gonna guys, be great. you guys are gonna, you guys gonna make me jealous, man. I, 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 I full on admit, uh, but I've been told by multiple people that I will be getting, uh, you know, daily updates and everything, and you know, the, the, the running joke was a telepresence. And I talked to Hoss. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, you need some pretty big tires. <laughs> get us, well, get one of those off-road you know, as, segues, as, right?" Yeah. As as much as much as you're gonna be jealous, I think we will be. Uh, just as disappointed that you're not there. Uh, I know, we we love you, Andre. We we have uh, we have grown in in our friendship over the years of, of serving together at this event, and it's been super fun. And um, you know, not, nothing but love, and we look forward to seeing you whenever you can. Oh come yeah, down, come back down. Oh it's yeah, it's gonna be great. We'll we'll figure it out into the fall. Maybe we'll have to do an impromptu event, but if not, 20, oh yeah, twenty twenty two, I'll be good. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, other than that, like, yeah, we're, I'm reading some of the comments. Yeah. Um, talk, Sam saying that they won't make it this year, but definitely next year. I think, I think this year, if you, if you've got to hold off, this year's a good year to hold off while everything restabilizes because it's not just flight fest. It's the entire economy readjusting to everything and normalizing and everything. And come 2022, I think everything will be back into a normal full stride and everything. And we'll be, we'll be having all our fun. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Joshua, Mr. Orchard, uh, thank you for coming on the 
show and uh you it's know my pleasure. It, it's no it's good I, I feel terrible that it's been taking this long for me to get a show going <laughs> but you know it, it it happens uh it's just uh, the the realm uh, and everything uh the next one like i said I, i'll try and uh, get pete on talk about some of the new hangar nine stuff got to get sam on the talk and uh, talk about some of the stuff that they're doing over at the hangar rc group uh that's hangar with ar it's a running joke uh and and keep going <laughs> on and then i think we'll probably have some kind of post uh maybe get a couple of boys together some of the friends together and do a post uh you know, post-event show, uh, late July after the event, maybe early August kind of thing, and just to feel everything out, see how it goes. But there we go. We've managed to fill probably an hour uh, of really uh, solid content and uh, gives people something to listen to, hopefully before the event. And if you've, uh, geez, dive into the archives, the RC After Hours archives. There's tons of pre-event shows where we talk about very similar stuff like that. And, and, it would be, uh, yeah, if you're looking for stuff to fill. Uh, I, I personally can't listen to a podcast while I drive. I find it really distracting, but you never know, eh? So, all right. Uh, I'm Andre. My guest today on the uh, RC After Hours podcast with Joshua, we've been talking about the road to Ohio. Uh, thank you for everybody for uh, coming out. Thank you, Joshua. And uh, that's the end of this show. Cue that extra music. Thank you for uh, listening. Thank you.